morning, everyone. All right, everybody say uh, sapere. And everyone say sapiencia. Okay, the, today there's no Greek, today's Latin, which is an abomination before God. But uh, today what I want you to think about, there's a great, I love this axiom. In the Middle Ages, in the Western church, there's a phrase that was very common. And it says, a man is truly wise when all things taste to him as they are. A man is truly wise when all things taste to him as they are. In Latin, the word to taste is sapere. And the word for wisdom, you want to be wise, the word for wisdom in Latin is sapientia. And so in the Middle Ages, people loved this phrase and this axiom because what it did, right, it has a word plan there. The taste, sapere, is related to wisdom. A man is truly wise when all things taste to him as they truly are. Uh, to understand today what I want to do today, today's readings are so powerful. Today's readings have tons of scriptural resonance all over the place. And if you know your Bible, when you hear today's readings, all kinds of images should pop up in your mind that kind of create this web, and they all lead towards the same message. Scripture loves imagery. Uh, and I want to start today, there's a, when I was in college, my last spring break, I went on a trip with two of my friends who are now both here at Lourdes. I don't know if they're at this Mass or not. Uh, but my friend Nate and my friend Ed were in college, and we went to Canyonlands in Moab, Utah. And if you haven't been to Moab, it's, it, Moab should be for us a place that actually, if you ever want to know what the Holy Land is like, go to Moab. Uh, certain parts, at least, of the Holy Land, they feel a lot that way. So when you go to Moab, you feel like you're on Mars. And so the three of us, we had one other friend with us, a guy named Mike, and the four of us went backpacking into Canyonland. And you feel like you're on Mars. It's all desert. Everything's bright red. It looks like the sun has been baking that place and punishing it for like millions of years. Uh, and we spent a couple days down on, on, on the Green River down in, in Canyonlands. We had a great trip. There's a lot of great stories from that time. But back in the 90s, early 2000s, which were incredibly awesome, those of you who didn't get there, you missed out. There was like this techno song. I'm not going to sing it for you. I know you want me to. But there was this like kind of techno song, and it said, And I miss you. And those of you from the 90s, like the deserts miss the rain. And I don't know why, but we like had that song stuck in our head. And I, I'm so tempted to sing it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I mean, people will be like, I'm never going to that church ever again. Not only did FP sing, but he actually sang a 90s techno song. Dear Lord. Uh, and I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. And we were, I'll never forget this. We were walking out, 
And I was just blown away by the desolate landscape in Canyonlands. And I looked around and I was like, man, I have never missed anyone the way this place misses the rain. And for my, my friends and I, there was, Ed had a crush on this girl in, in his biology class. And we were like daring him to go like say that to her in biology. To be like, I miss you. Like the desert, and thank God he married a great girl, and it wasn't her. Okay, uh, but anyway, you've got to have that image in your head today. Today's first reading from Jeremiah 17 is picking up an earlier image in Scripture, which is the psalm that we sang together, which is Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 is a key for the entire book of Psalms. If you want to understand the whole book of Psalms, you have to just look at it through the lens of Psalm 1. And Psalm 1, right, talks about a tree planted beside streams of water. And we live in a semi-arid environment here in Colorado, so we kind of get this, but not the way that people in the Holy Land were. When you go to Israel, if you go five minutes outside of Jerusalem, it looks like Moab. It is a desolate desert. And it's a place where the, the desert misses the rain. And so today's readings, brothers and sisters, here's what's going on. So in Psalm 1, and our, it's such a powerful psalm. It might be my favorite one. Plus, it's easier to remember the number. Psalm 1. Here's what's happening today. The blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in due season. And its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. All of our readings say are about God's blessings in your life. And God wants to bless you. And here's the image that Scripture wants us to have. The tree in Psalm 1 is not just any tree. A couple years ago, I was in California, and I got to see the, the California redwoods. They're amazing. They're like nothing in Colorado. But Psalm 1 isn't even like one of the redwoods. Psalm 1 is about the tree of life. That's the tree that Psalm 1 is talking about. In the Garden of Eden, in God's paradise, at the middle of the garden is the tree of life. And what Psalm 1 is saying to us, brothers and sisters, is that God wants to make you like the tree of life. That you would be so blessed that you would have a life that is so substantial. Right? And in Jeremiah 17 today, which picks up all that imagery, Jeremiah 17, talking about the tree of life, says this Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water 
that sends out its roots by the stream. And I love this. It does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. God wants us, his will for our lives is a, is a will that is filled with blessing. God wants to plant us by that stream of living water in the Garden of Eden. And when there's hard times, right, in your life, there's bound to come years of drought. There's bound to come heat. There are bound to be trying times. But if you learn to love the things of God, you will have no fear of the heat or of drought. For your roots will go right down to those streams. So how do we do that? How do we become like that tree of life? And Psalm 1 tells us how. If I can find it, there we go. Psalm 1. Blessed the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. And I love this. Did you hear how the blessed man delights in the law of God? By the way, the the word law is Torah in Psalm 1. So this is not just like, oh my gosh, You shall not shave your beard. Mm. I love that law, right? (laughs) This is the Torah. This is not just God's commandments and ordinances. This is God's way of life. It's the story. It's his wisdom for his people. Right? That we delight in that. When the rabbis used to do this, when they would teach people Hebrew, when they would teach Jewish children Hebrew, When they taught them the alphabet, they would take the Hebrew alphabet. And what they would do for young children is they would dip these wooden um, cutouts of the Hebrew alphabet. And if a child could name the letter, the rabbi would dip it in honey and let the child lick the honey off the letter. That was Um, (laughs) pre-COVID. But they did that because they wanted children to understand that God's word is sweet. Right? The God's word is sweet. And here's what I want to get to today. St. Augustine says this. He says, everyone believes something, everyone hopes for something, and everyone loves someone. All of us, we believe something, we hope for something, and we love someone. But Augustine says what makes us different as Christians is the object of our faith, our hope, and our love. And so Augustine says, tell me who it is you believe in or what you believe in. Tell me what it is you hope for and who it is you love, and I will show you how Christian your heart truly is. Being a Christian, brothers and sisters, does not just mean 
Yep, I'm following the rules. Being a Christian means Jesus, I delight in you. My heart doesn't just want to fight what's bad. Lord, my heart yearns for you. Jesus, I have learned to taste. I have acquired the taste for those things that are truly good and truly beautiful. This is what it means to be a Christian. Now, today's homily, I was talking to our servers, and Carl asked me, who's the sponsor today? So the sponsor today is Dr. Tim Gray, who's a friend of mine, and he's a total chump. Um, But he wrote a great little book on prayer, and he talks about Psalm 1 and about Jeremiah 17, and these readings today. And he he does a great job, and one of the things he points out, so here in Psalm 1... The just man delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Now I want you to think of this. Your favorite meal, right? Bucatini all'amatriciana. Your favorite meal. If you don't know what that is, you can't be a Christian. Um, but your favorite meal, if you have a great meal, right, I know I love cooking, and when I, if I've made a good meal... One of the best things ever is when people make weird noises, right? And they're eating, they're like, "Mm." (laughs) mmm. They don't do that too often. (laughs) My friend, Father Nathan Goebel, does. But if you've ever done that, right? And you're just like, mmm. Oh, man. Just like after Mass at Lourdes, Oh, the word there where it says he meditates is Hagah. And here's here's what Tim Gray says about this. He says, the Hebrew word for meditate, Hagah, means to reflect upon and quite often to vocalize one's ruminations. Isaiah uses it to describe the sound a lion makes when eating her prey. So to meditate in Psalm 1 is the same word in Isaiah 31 when a lion devours its prey. While most English translations translate it as growl, it is the same word used to meditate in Psalm 1. Now, most of us don't have lions in our backyard, but we are familiar with this phenomenon. Hagah is the pleasurable purr of your cat as you stroke her back, or the sounds of joy your dog makes as he works over a bone. Here's my simple challenge to you today, and here's now my challenge. Here's the challenge of the Word of God for us today. Where does your heart find delight. Where does your heart find delight? 
as Christians, becoming a Christian, brothers and sisters, is developing a certain taste. A Christian does not merely obey God. A Christian, his heart or her heart, delights. It comes alive. It finds joy. It purrs when it encounters God's word. If you're going to be like that, right, God wants to plant you by living waters. Right? And what goes on right here in your heart, today in your heart, what you delight in tells you, it should tell you a whole lot about what kind of person you are. You and I, right, we have to learn, just like everybody else who's going to be a Christian, we have to learn that the world wants us to delight in certain things. The world wants us to delight in sensible pleasure. The world wants us to delight in egoism. The world wants us to delight in things that are contrary to the way that God teaches us to delight in what's good. And so again, Psalm 1, I love this. It's so instructive. Psalm 1 today. When you're walking through your life, this is the way temptation works for all of us. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Now notice those three verbs. Walks, stands, and sits. Here's the way temptation works in your life. Right? Just like in all the cartoons, the way temptation works is you're walking, and maybe you're walking towards God, and there's this little whisper as you're walking. Be all about vanity, right? Or there's, there's a really attractive person. Hey, you should lust after that person. And there's this voice that tempts us. And then if we give in to it, next, you know what we start doing is we stop walking. And we actually start dialoguing with that voice of temptation. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners. And what happens, right, if you have temptation in your life, the evil one calls out after you, you're walking, and there's a calling towards you, and you stop and you listen. And you think, you know what, it is hard to be a Christian. I'd rather live for comfort. I'd rather delight in worldly things. And finally, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. When you make that decision, finally, if you listen to temptation in your life, if you engage with it, you give your heart over to it, eventually you decide to stay there. And you sit in the way of wickedness. And the world, right, and Jesus in the, in the gospel today with the Beatitudes, the world tells us, right, delight in riches. Make yourself full, right? The, the Beatitudes today say, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. 
Blessed are those who hunger, for they shall be satisfied. They will be full. The world says, be full now. Fill yourself with what's out there. The gospel tells us, be hungry. Long for the things of God. Don't fill yourself with the things of this world. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, you've got to delight in God's word. And you can't do that if you don't have space for it in your life. On his law, he meditates, right? Hagah. Right? He purrs day and night. Where's your heart at? Show me where your heart delights in, and I'll tell you how much of a Christian you really are. God's law is not something that is meant to just be hard on us. It is not something that's meant to make our life more difficult than people out there. God's law is meant to fill us with joy and contentment and happiness. But to do it, you have to say no to the things out there. You have to delight in God's word. Today, brothers and sisters, turn away from those things. Don't walk in that counsel of the wicked, but let God plant you right beside those living waters. And to be able to do that, you have to listen to him. So Jesus, Lord, make us, make all things taste to us as they really are. Lord, may we long and hunger and thirst for your word, for the delights that only you can give to our souls. Jesus, may our joy not be in these worldly things that just pass, that are like the chaff that are here today and gone tomorrow. But Lord, may we find delight in your word. May we delight in knowing you Jesus, may you make each of us like the tree of life in the Garden of Eden.